Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me online business strategist and coach, as well as the podcast host for Attract and Stand Out with Darlene Harley, Darlene Holly, and her website is DarleneHolly.com. Darlene, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here with you today. Yeah, I feel like this is the the fourth like interview we've done collectively together, whether it was you interviewing me or me interviewing you. So it's really, really fun to have seen uh, kind of, you know, your growth and your progress and your business and, um, and I guess mine as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so fun to be able to reconnect with each other. That's what I love about this online world is we're able to connect in so many different ways that we get to see each other, even though we live in completely different states. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you live in uh, California, which is where I lived at for uh, 20 years. Um, I have to ask, how's the, how's the weather right now? <laughs> this week, it's actually been like a, a cool warm, like seventies in the afternoon, but cold in the shade, but perfect in the sun. So I'm totally yeah, I love it. But last week it was raining and it was like super gloomy, which is as you know, completely unusual for California. So my body went from like, it was like in the low thirties one day. And then the next day it was up in the seventies. And I was like, wait, how does my, like, what do I wear today? How do I figure out what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. For me, I, living in Virginia beach, like it's like super sunny today, but literally in the last two weeks, it, it snowed like twice. And, um, and it was cold. It was really chilly. It was kind of like walking into a refrigerator. So, um, you know, it, whenever I get a chance to talk to people in California, I just like to believe that I can experience that <laughs> weather still, or at least live vicariously through you. For the most part, it's usually super sunny and beautiful as you know. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that wonky time of year. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. Um, so Darlene, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, uh, you identify yourself as an online business strategy and coach. So tell us, um, what does that title mean to you? And uh, give us an example of how you like to help your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I work with online service-based entrepreneurs is kind of my sweet spot of who I love to help in the online world. And I work with them on creating a strong personal brand, brand foundation for their business. I help them create what I call a client attraction marketing system. So they're really pulling in those dream clients and repelling the people that aren't the right types of clients for them as well. I think that's equally as important when you're marketing your business. Like you want to attract like a magnet, the right people to you. And you want to push the people that are not your people have the wrong value systems um, don't really believe in like the same stances as you do away from you. And I also help them with what I call an authentic sales system, making sure that they are authentically showing up as their true self and they're selling people in a way that feels really good for them. It's easy. It's in flow. It's not like that, um, bro marketing hustle, um, type of marketing, which personally for me doesn't feel good. I like to find marketing strategies that feel authentic to who I am and highlight me in a way that feels good versus doing things that I see other people doing online and hating doing it or procrastinating from doing it and not doing it at all because yeah. it doesn't feel good or showing up and doing it. And then afterwards, like feeling like that wasn't how I wanted to really show up for the world. So I work a lot with my clients on finding ways that work for them, finding mm -hmm. ways that feel good to them, 
Um, I was recently talking with a client and she was spending a ton of time on social media, like every day, like hours on and going into Facebook groups, doing all of these different tactics um, online. And she wasn't getting a ton of results from it. Mm. And after talking to her, we talked about her marketing strategy a little bit. And we uncovered that finding ways to use more SEO and doing organic, like showing up organically in searches, whether it's through Google or on YouTube or on Pinterest, um, would be a great way for her to start getting more of a content out that way. And after working with her for a few months doing that strategy, she was spending a lot less time marketing her business in ways that didn't feel good and weren't getting her as many results. Mm -hmm. And in turn, she started getting more leads from her website, people that she didn't even know who they were that were scheduling calls with her. And she's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, this is amazing. I don't have to work as hard and do like that hustle feel nonstop every single day. And leads are starting to come in from places that where she didn't even know where they were from. And so she was excited to get on the phone with them and be like, well, how did you even learn about me? And as she started to investigate, they were coming from Pinterest. They were coming from, I did a Google search and your name popped up or referral base as well. Like people had seen her content in other places and had shared it with them. And that felt really good to her. And it was more in alignment with who she is and how she wanted to show up. Plus she didn't have to work. Like I said, all those hours, you know, um, I th- I kind of think of social media as a place that's great for nurturing your audience. Mm-hmm. Like once they're a, a warm, like once they're a warm to hot lead, you can nurture them a lot more in social media. Where so many people teach that, like you can find a lot of business cold leads from social media, and I haven't mm-hmm. found that as the case as much for me. I'm all yeah. about nurturing and loving on those people, but it's usually because they've come in through a different avenue, and that's a space where you can you know build that relationship from there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the, the hustle mentality works as well on social media because of just the first word in social media, which is social. (laughs) It's not sell on media, you know, it's social media, you got to socialize, you know, to be on there. And I really like that uh, authentic approach that you're uh, talking about because yeah, just like when I thought, when I think about, you know, my, um, young twenties, when I started in sales, most of my mentors were, um, you know, just, just for the sake of this example, not trying to generalize, but we're men and, <laughs> and they were very much that hustler. Like, you know, you got to do this, you got to sell them that this is the technique to persuade them. This is a way to kind of make, like, make, like give them that FOMO, you know, syndrome, make them feel like they're missing out. Um, and, and, and everything and, and really like talk fast and, you know, um, just, just, have this charisma that makes them want to like buy from you, but also feel guilty if they don't buy from you, you know? And I just, it was hard for me to do that. And, 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 you know, very often when people buy something they and they regret it, they call it buyer's remorse. Well, I had seller's remorse, which is like, I felt bad after the fact that I sold them, you know? And so it really took me so many years. Like I've been self-employed for a decade now, but it really took me, like, I would even just say in the last five years to like, be more authentic, like you said, and, and, and really like sell in a way that feels good to me. Not because someone mentored me, not because, I mean, not because like someone I thought was successful, um, you know, I could replicate that because later I found out that they actually weren't really good in sales after all. Like they, a lot of their clients actually didn't like them. They had a low retention rate and then they ended up doing something else anyway. So I actually found out in the long run that that was not a good way to go. But, you know, that's what I was exposed to um, in my young twenties when I knew nothing about sales, but so glad that the last handful of years, it's been more like, Hey, let's just, let's just chat. And if there's something there, great. I mean, we're all adults. We can look each other up, you know, and let's just focus on like a way that feels right for us to, to sell. And I, I think a lot of the times, Darlene, and you can let me know this too. Like 
when you really authentically sell, you're not really selling, you know, you're really just kind of, um, putting out your enthusiasm for, for what you do out there. And I think the right people come to you. Um, would you agree to that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I completely agree. Like the sales process isn't about selling. Like when somebody jumps on the phone with me to learn about the work I do and if we'd be a good fit, it's almost a two part part. Like the people that are in that are calling me are interviewing me to see if I will be a good fit for them. And I'm interviewing them just as much back to make sure I'm a good fit for the type of work that they're looking to have done. And it's more about building a relationship and getting to understand what their needs are and seeing if I'm the right fit for that. And a lot of times on my calls, we find that we're a great fit and we work together. And then other times I've, I've had several conversations where I've noticed during the call that I'm like, Oh, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be the right fit. And I've let them know that. And it's awkward sometimes, especially like when you're first doing that to tell somebody, you know what, I actually don't think I'm the best coach for you, or Mm -hmm. I don't think that this is going to be the right relationship. Let me refer you to somebody who would actually be a better fit Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, pass along to somebody else or even share some resources. Sometimes I'll let them know upfront too. Like, I don't think you're at a point where you're ready for this relationship. Mm. Here's some resources. Um, here's some free um, content, some tools, some ideas that you can use to get going. And then when you're ready, um, come back and we can talk then and see if this is going to work going forward. But a lot of it is relationship building. You're not, I'm not, I don't want to sell to anybody. Like yeah. when I think like sells in that, like, icky sticky way. It's like used car salesmen, which poor used car salesmen, like they have this bad rap, right? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I've had experiences where, you know, you walk into a room and like, you can tell people are just like hungry. They're feeding after you. They're like, how can I get this person to buy from me? And I found for myself that it's so much easier when I just take a step back and Mm -hmm. I build relationships first and I get to know people and I ask really good, you know, questions. I'm a coach. I love questions. I ask, I'm, I'm super curious by nature, which makes sense that I'm a coach, right? Because I just mm-hmm. love asking questions and digging a little bit deeper. But that's when true relationships are built. And people buy from people they know, like, and trust. They're right. not going to buy from somebody who makes them feel icky and sleazy and like being sold to. So I've always found that for myself and then for my clients as well. The deeper that you can make that relationship and build off of that, the easier it is for you to grow your business. It's the easier it is for you to show up in that authentic way. And Mm -hmm. it's all about being you like show up and be yourself. You don't have to pretend to be somebody else. You don't have to do things that are go against your value systems. You can just show up and be authentic. And that's when you can really build those relationships. And that's when you start to get clients. That's when people start to go, Ooh, I want to work with you. They lean in that little bit, right? They're curious. They're excited. They want to hear more from you. Mm -hmm. They're not, um, repulse where they're like, Oh, no, thanks. I'm good. And they, you know, continue walking on their way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm curious to know, let's talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned that you love asking questions and I think this will be really good for our listeners as well to maybe have these questions in mind when you are pre-qualifying your prospective clients, what are some specific questions you like to ask them? That's such a good question. Usually (laughs) it's on the fly, right? But Uh I think some of it is, um, tell me a little bit about you and your business. Mm-hmm. I like to like first get like the basics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then from there, I ask them like, what are their goals? Where, what is their vision for their business? Yeah. What is it they would like to see, you know, five years from now in their business mm-hmm. and getting to the heart of like, what's their why behind it? I think um, a lot of, especially in the online space and especially now, I think with so much has changed since 2020 with the pandemic and things yeah. like people are really going deep and they're, finding their true passions. They're finding what they really want to do. 
and they're becoming brave and putting themselves out there and asking for support, asking for help. And it's really about guiding them to that conversation. I want to build the relationship, get to know who they are, see how we can work together. And then a lot of times it's making sure it's the right fit and asking, you know, lots of qualifying questions. And I'm not thinking of all the questions off the top of my head right now while we're right. on here. Yeah. It's in the moment. I'm sure it's, it's like, it's become second nature for you. So it's not like, I'm sure you don't just have it like readily available. It's like in that moment, I imagine, but if there was any, that's why I was asking. (laughs) I think, I think the best questions are really, you know, why, why is this important to you? Why does Mm -hmm. it matter? What would it look like if you had the tools and the resources and the information to move forward Mm -hmm. and then, you know, help them make a decision that's best for them. I don't want it to ever feel like they are putting themselves in a position where they don't feel like they're like, like they they don't know if it's the right decision. I don't want anybody to move forward. So I think it's just asking the good questions, digging deep with them and, you know, allowing them to take the decision from there. Yeah. You know, you pointed out something interesting uh, at the start of the pandemic or really due to the pandemic. I think a lot of people, uh, like you mentioned, started to become more brave and want to do actually pursue things that they want to do. And uh, maybe for some business owners, be a little more authentic in their approach uh, to marketing and what have you. Um, But despite despite like a pandemic kind of being a catalyst for a lot of people, I'm curious to know, like, why? Why is it difficult for people to even be authentic to begin with Mm, in your own experience that you've, uh, that you've experienced? Yeah. I think the reason they struggle to be authentic is we, most people doubt that they're able to show up in a way that makes them, you know, the expert Mm. in their field. Um, a lot of times people look at what other people are doing and they think, oh my gosh, they're so far ahead of me or there, there's somebody already in the space doing this work and look at, they mm-hmm. have tons of followers or they look mm-hmm. like they're really successful. So who am I to step in and join this conversation and put myself out there? And yeah. what I say typically is the beautiful thing about building a personal brand, especially in this day and age is people want to connect with you through your stories, your life experiences, your skill sets, the things that you bring to the table. And that's what people are after. They want to be able to feel like they're connected to you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to feel like they don't quite know you. Like you had mentioned a little while ago, like sometimes you get somebody who comes in and you're like, oh, they're not actually who I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that we show up as our true self. We don't hide behind like the mask of like that persona of trying to be like somebody else or doing what other people are doing because you you really can shine when people yeah. start to see who you are, when they can tell that you're um, loving and caring and nurturing and they see your quirks, um, mm-hmm. like they see like your sense of humor, your personality, they see that you're not perfect. Um, I mm-hmm. think one of the hardest things for me in the beginning was like, people are going to see that I like mess up. I fumble over my words. Sometimes I like lose track of where I'm going with my conversation and I have to like pull it back in. But that's <laughs> who I am. That's like, that's unique to me. And it mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's who I am. And people are, people want to see you for who you are. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> they don't want to connect with somebody that feels like a facade, right? Like we want that true connection that comes involved with that. Yeah. So, show up as yourself, share your stories. Like we all have amazing stories. Um, Some of them come from our childhood, from our young adult years, from our teenage years. 
those are all pieces of who we are and we can connect with those things. So don't be afraid to show up as yourself and don't try to be like everybody else. People can tell really easily when you're not showing up authentically as yourself, right? Like you can usually tell like something's wrong with this. Yeah. One of the things I always like to say is I want my online audience when I meet them in person, I want them to be like, I know you, like there's nothing like there's, I'm not like pretending to be somebody different in the online space versus if you were to meet me for coffee. Yeah. Want people to feel like it, it's a seamless transition, whether you're in person, you're on stage presenting, you're on a podcast, um, you're leading a retreat or a workshop like that. You want them to see who you are and not feel like, oh, like she's not, this isn't who I thought she was going to be. She's totally different. Like they right. might thought you were taller or shorter, or I don't know what the bottom half of you looks like because we're always on Zoom. <laughs> right. It's not about um, being somebody that, that you're not and just allowing like your personality and your quirks to shine. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, people need people like you, Darlene, to give them that permission, right? Like sometimes they just need someone to tell them like, Hey, like you have everything you need already. And like, you have all the tools within yourself and you just have to show, be you and be the best version of you when you go out there uh, and market. But sometimes, you know, people need to be told that, um, even every now and then I need to be told that, you know, my friends, my friends are like, Jen, like, you're really good at this. I was like, okay, I believe you, you know? (laughs) And so sometimes it's good to have that third party validation right? Um, because, and, and I think that's important as well when you're in business is, you know, you don't want to do it alone. Um, even if you just have, uh, maybe a cheer squad to, to like remind you like that you're good at what you do and, and to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone who's listening is doubting whether they can show up as their true self, like know that you're worthy, like you have permission to shine, show up, be yourself, be you and have fun with it. It doesn't have to be like this, this hard thing where you're trying to do when, when I think when we're trying to be somebody, we're not, and it doesn't, it doesn't shine. Right. It doesn't show properly to other people. And it's yeah. just a, you know, own who you are. Like we're each uniquely made. And, and that's, what's great about it. Like if we were all cookie cutters and we were all exactly the same, like how boring would our world be? <laughs> Right, right. Uh, speaking of personal branding and being um, being you, being the best version of you, uh, Darlene, I know that you have, uh, and I saw this on your website, you have something called, uh, you have these Darlene-isms, um, if people know you enough that you have these. And so uh, what is one Darlene-ism that you want to share with our listeners today? Oh my gosh, this is so funny, Jen, that you bring this up. Um, my family and my close friends like have always joked that there should be a book of Darlene-isms. <laughs> I always, I, I either say things like in the wrong, like I use the wrong word um, or I'll say it and I'm like, wait, that didn't make sense. And I'll have to like recorrect myself afterwards, but everybody just laughs at it. Um, my t- my 15 year old um, has commented a couple of times that I'm like a bad autocorrect <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, you know how, like when you're text voice messaging somebody, like, and it, t- it takes a word and totally changes it. Yep. Yep. What I'm doing. Yep. Um, I don't even know if I can give you an example because I do it and I know I do it right in the moment. I'm like, oh, wait, wrong word. Like, let's switch that out. But I probably do it like five to 10 times a day. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, I totally hear you on that. I do that. Like, I have Siri type for me too. Like I'm or either that I, I've kind of learned to just leave like audio messages now so that there's like less likely a chance for a typo. But um, I definitely do that. Like, especially if I'm just too lazy to type, like I, I hate just doing this all the time, you know, but to like, to just be able to talk it out. But just like what you said, it's like, you have to like go back and, and correct some words. And if you don't catch it in time, obviously it gets sense. And you're just like, oh, I got to like autocorrect. And so I, I totally hear you on that. And I feel your pain. <laughs> The funny part though, is at least you're doing that from like tech, like text to talk. Mm -hmm. Usually it's just talking (laughs) and I'll say it in the wrong, like I'll use the wrong word in the wrong context. And I'm like, Oh wait, wrong word. That doesn't make sense. Go back. Refresh. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. And you're like saying it out loud too. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, I, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that I asked because of all the conversations we've had at this point, that's like the first thing. That's one of the new things I've learned about you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Darlene, as we start to wrap up here, I just want to make sure I've covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want people to know about your business or, or just about you? Yeah. I, I think like the most thing that, or the most important thing to know is that no matter what type of business you're starting, if you are struggling with having a strong foundation for your business, um, go back to that spot. Like if the marketing's not working and you're not attracting clients in, typically it's because the foundation wasn't built strong. Mm. So go back to what is your niche? Who is it you specifically want to work with? Who's your dream ideal client? Mm -hmm. Um, What keeps them up at night? One of my favorite questions to ask um, when I'm talking to my ideal clients is like, if you were to wake up at two o'clock in the morning, and be struggling with something. And typically like for me, if if they're struggling with working their business or growing it or getting the right number of clients in the door, Mm -hmm. like what is that worry for them? Mm. And how can the work that you do, like how can you support them to make that not a problem for them anymore? So they don't wake up with insomnia at two o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. Right. Yeah. Then um, making sure that you have a strong core message for your business, knowing how to introduce yourself. If someone wants to meet you at an elevator or at a cocktail party, making sure you have the right words that you can use to have people do two things. Either A, they lean in because they're super curious. Or the second thing is they're thinking already like, oh, I need to connect you with my aunt Susie because Mm -hmm. she was just talking the other day about needing support with this. Mm -hmm. And then making sure you have a great offer. Um, A lot of times people will throw a lot of different types of offers on the wall and they go through them really quickly. I think it's important to find a signature offer that you love for your business. And that really is the right fit for your ideal clients and stick with it, stick mm-hmm. with it for longer than six months. Um, so many people I talk to, like they, they change around their ideal clients really quickly, or they mm-hmm. um, struggle with figuring out what their niche is, or they don't know what the offer is and they don't stick with it long enough to really get traction with it, with their business. And it's the same thing with marketing too, right? Like, if yeah. You, are trying different marketing strategies every single day and you never stay consistent with it, go back to being consistent. Try something for six months. And then Mm -hmm. six months, like it's really not working, then we can switch the game plan around or we can ask the right questions during that process. Like, why is this not working? Um, Can we switch one thing, not necessarily scratch the whole entire thing completely? Mm -hmm. Um, So really focusing on those things, like being really consistent in your business, showing up as yourself, getting really clear up for the foundation pieces of your business so that when the marketing does happen, people see like, Ooh, I want to work with you. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And on that note, Darlene, um, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you here today. Thank you so much for joining us on the thoughtful entrepreneur. 
Yeah. Thanks, Jen, so much for having me. And if anybody wants to learn more, um, I do have a free gift on my website. If you go to darleneholly.com, right on the homepage, um, I have a workbook that is the six steps to really building a strong um, foundation for your business to help you attract your dream clients and stand out online. So if that's something that you need support with, I would love to help you in that way. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And once again, this is Darlene Holly, who is online business strategist and coach and podcast host of Attract and Stand Out with Darlene Holly. And just like what she said, you can get that freebie on her website at darleneholly.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.